0: Team Awesome is back!
1: Thank you, Varian, and welcome back to Tangled Talk with Team Awesome. Welcome back, everybody. Tangled is once again on the air once a week for its final eight episodes of the series. And I am still not ready. We've had one of them already, and I am still not ready. I mean, it's seven now, but it's actually back now, and I am sad. Mm -hmm. Anyway... (laughs) Today we're going to be discussing Pascal's Dragon, which turned out to be, like, a warm, fun way to kick off the end of the series. Something soft to guide us gently into the ultimate excitement and heartbreak to come! (laughs) Because, like, dude, for reals. Uh, Before we start, I want to do a shout-out to the final, like, two to three days before the series started up again, and, like, the absolute moon madness we went through deciding that like literally everybody needed a moon version I was busy was- that
2: day I got back on tumblr that night I was like what the what heck the- did I miss <laughs>
0: <laughs> was I literally insane. got on tumblr reblogged like one ham moon ham moon well yeah, it's hard to- yeah. And, hard to- <laughs> and I reblogged that to DP, and then I'm like alright I'm out bye <laughs> can't do any more of this I'm good. Yeah, it was
1: it was it was nuts. It was fun, but it was nuts. All right, so Pascal's Dragon is directed by Shane Zavin. It was written by Dave Schiff. The storyboards were by Todd Kurosawa, Anna Lincioni, and Dave Prince. And we begin on the corona docks as the ship pulls away and the appearance of Nigel reveals to us that this was a ship that this was a ship delivering goods from Nizhernia. Rapunzel and Pascal are thrilled to receive some of these goods, which include kumquat's Merino wool, lavender oils, porcelain dolls, and of course Nizarnian riding hats. Rapunzel tries on one of the hats and asks Eugene his opinion, to which she replies, "I think I'll keep my thoughts to myself." I... Rude. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so somebody stinker. asked her. Somebody asked me if I thought Rapunzel looked cute in the hat, and I said, "I think Rapunzel looks cute in anything, even stupid hats." Mm-hmm. So, like, I can acknowledge it was a stupid hat, but of course she looked cute in it. <laughs>
0: I'm like, Eugene, how is it any stupider than the hat you wore before ever Uh asked for two seconds before you threw it away?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scoffing at his answer, Rapunzel decides to ask Pascal instead, and he gives her a thumbs up before making a disgusted face behind her back, but she notices and is amused by. Diving back into the boxes, Pascal comes up with a wrapped sphere, which Rapunzel unwraps, revealing a blue marble. It's large and warm. Pascal instantly takes a liking to it, but Nigel is skeptical. He thinks it must have been sent accidentally because it's not on the manifest and that it would be best for everyone to send it back, but Rapunzel thinks Nigel is overreacting and is happy to let Pascal keep it. That night, Rapunzel and Pascal are asleep on her bed, and Pascal is laying on the blue sphere, but it starts to bounce and roll away from him, waking him up. He follows it across the floor and out of the bedroom door, but when he finds it in the hall, a pink spike pokes out through it before it resumes rolling down the hall, Pascal following. It turns into a It runs into a pillar and cracks all over, and then a little head pops out. Pescal is shocked to discover that this blue sphere is a dragon egg, but we are not shocked because it's in the title (laughs) and because the description, we totally knew that this was going to be a dragon. Squirrels on Tumblr noticed that those blue balls in the House of Yesterday's Tomorrow that first Shorty and then Lance wouldn't leave alone in Mirror Mirror look an awful lot like this egg. And it seems highly suspicious to me that in Day of the Animals, there was a shell necklace that turned out to be a magical prison, and no one knew where it came from. And now there was this blue egg, much like the spheres that were in the House of Yesterday's Tomorrow, and again, no one knew where it came from. So I think that their series is trying to subtly imply that Matthews has been sending magical items to Corona in an attempt to imprison or kill Rapunzel, <laughs> so that when they inevitably release do no one will be there to stop them. So, I mean, Great. it's just so suspicious. It really is. They're just like all here. Keep magical items keep showing up, and no one knows where they come from. I'm like magical items that like really ring of like Matthew's aesthetic. What the hell? Yeah. So, like, and, I and he I she
2: foils everyone. She just becomes friends with all of them. He's like, dang.
1: Right <laughs> 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 Pascal and the dragon are nose to nose for a moment before the dragon resumes hatching. Once it's fully hatches, Pascal runs against the closest column and camouflages with it. When the baby dragon can't find him, he screams out of alarm and then promptly demonstrates how bad it is at walking, as newborns are often are. As it toddles away, Pascal follows once again, soon running around to the front of it to examine it more closely. The dragon starts to mim- mimic Pascal's postures and gestures until Pascal pirouettes in an attempt to see if it can copy him. It tries very adorably. A fly zooms by, and Pascal grabs it with his tongue. Then, curiously, he takes it out of his mouth and lets it go, and the dragon tries to catch it the same way, but his tongue isn't long enough, and he falls over, completely endearing himself to Pascal. The two go running out to play, demonstrating that this dragon, like so many other animals, resembles a dog in demeanor. And Pascal camouflages against the fountain wall as they run around it in circles, and the dragon gets confused when he can't find him pascal reveals himself and the dragon screams with glee but much too loud and pascal gently chides him so that the dragon corrects his volume sleepy after hatching and running around the dragon yawns so the two go off to sleep in a tree the dragon crawled around pascal in the library nigel is burning the midnight oil looking up everything he can possibly find on the blue sphere so he can properly identify it exhausted he reaches for another book with a dragon on the cover and exclaims i knew it the next morning, Pascal wakes up to find that his new dragon friend is easily 10 times as big as he was the night before. In Rapunzel's room, there's a pounding on the door and a groggy and cranky Rapunzel replies to, to the assistant knocking No! Who is it? Go away! <laughs> I'm coming! Hold on just a minute. Nigel oh, called God, she's like she amazing. God, and it's honestly, you know, we all know she's actually a morning person, so it's kind of great to see her thrown off her game. It's so cute. I love her so much. Nigel calls her urgently from the other side of the door, and when she answers, he immediately tells her that the Nazurdinian marble isn't a marble, but a dragon egg. Rapunzel has never looked less put together in the entire series.
2: And she's perfect.
1: I'm sorry. Mm, just waking up. Can you can you say the part about the whole thing you were just saying? as she falls back asleep against the doorframe. <laughs> Nigel gets her to wake up fully, and she does so and takes a look at the book, admitting that the illustration does look like Pascal's marble. Nigel argues that dragons are terribly dangerous and that they must be get rid of it at once. Meanwhile, Pascal is leading his dragon friend playfully up the hall, playing with a tree branch with him. It kind of reminds me like, of like a cat toy, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of deal. He overhears a conversation. Rapunzel wants to take another look at the marble because she's sure that it because she's sure that's all it is, but she promises that if it turns out to be a dragon, she'll do anything to keep Corona safe, even if it means destroying the dragon. Worried and scared for his friend, Pascal leads the baby dragon away so he can hide him properly. After a close call with Old Lady Crowley, Pascal shoves the dragon in a cupboard, in a moment very reminiscent of Rapunzel shoving Eugene in her wardrobe (laughs) in the movie, up to and including Pascal poking the fringe of the dragon's tail into the closet crack of the door like Rapunzel did Eugene's fingers.
0: As soon but as he went for it I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. "Oh." We're going real heavy with the movie references this season. Yeah, they, really are. they really are. Being like, "Hey, remember how this is tangled?" <laughs>
1: and we're
0: like, "Yes, we never forgot." <laughs> goofballs.
1: <laughs> finds Pascal, And while she's in the middle of explaining the situation to him, the dragon shatters the cupboard from the inside and sits there panting adorably like a dog. It didn't occur to me until the second watch through that what probably happened was he grew too big for the mm-hmm. cupboard yeah. and shattered it because he's just too big now. I mean, he was barely fitting as it was. She manages to get the dragon into her room without anyone noticing, but tries telling Pascal that keeping a dragon around the castle is probably a bad idea, primarily because dragons breathe fire. But then the dragon comes up to Pascal and licks him, and Rapunzel's heart melts. Okay, that was really cute. (laughs) Realizing that they've hit it off, she observes that the dragon is a sweet little big guy, and then comes upon the name Little Big Guy.
0: I... Can I just say I hated that? (laughs) Okay, I was like, this is... I'm sorry, Rapunzel is the most creative person <laughs> ever.
2: She's and tired. She it's early. Names,
0: <laughs> she names the dragon little big guy. Well, well
1: Amelia is named to Pascal. To yeah, but how much time did she have to name Pascal? She probably like <laughs> just been reading like philosophy and mathematics. And that's how she I came know, up with Pascal. But- and she's like, oh, the first thing that comes off the top of my head when I'm talking.
2: She got woken up early. She's off her game this entire episode. She-
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was like little. I mean, big guy. Little big guy. That was a little, yeah it seems to me that's like more like the writers couldn't figure out what to name it <laughs> I'm like talk to me have none of you seen my name list Jeez, <laughs> I could.
0: you could also just show me the design and I could name him that's how I normally name things like yep. my skeleton I looked at him and I was like Carmichael and yep. my giant pumpkin that I got for Halloween I was like Beauregard <laughs> These, I just it comes to me it just comes to me <laughs>
1: Goofballs. Okay, she agreed on ranting about names. <laughs> she agreed to let little big guy know what your problem is. Your problem is that you're going to have to put this on your late name list, and you're going to be like, "It's exactly what it looks like. That's <laughs> what it
0: means." why
1: it doesn't mean anything at all because <laughs> the
0: writers aren't creative in this instance. <laughs>
1: She agrees to let Little Big Guy stay until they can figure out what to do with him, but informs Pascal that they need to keep him quiet so that they don't cause a panic. Little Big Guy roars his approval, and she cheerfully notes that they'll work on the quiet part. She points out that they can't keep him in the castle, so they'll need to train him to survive, hence, you know, cue literally everybody's how to train your dragon references. Mm -hmm. But the first thing they need to do is to get him out without attracting attention. While wagging his tail, little big guy thumps little big guy thumps it against a mar- nearby table, giving Rapunzel an idea. She recruits the help of Eugene, and together they carry the table with little big guy hiding under it. You know, Sunshine, the next time you want me to move furniture, I would appreciate it if we were actually if it were actually furniture. I'm so sad I'm we sad. didn't get
2: to see that conversation happen. She's I like, "Good so morning." Uh, so we have an issue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Eugene's I know. like, "Dragons exist." All right, whatever. Whoa. She's like.
1: She's like, okay, so I need you to help me move a table. And he's like, oh, okay. I mean, that's not the weirdest thing you've ever asked me to do. Gets into a room. Okay, this might be the weirdest thing you've ever asked me to do. (laughs) Little Big Guy steps on Eugene's foot. And while he's owing over that, attention is drawn to them. Then Rapunzel and Eugene work as an amazing cover-up team. As Rapunzel tells everyone that there are free, um, and Eugene fills in without a beat, pastries in the throne room. Effectively (laughs) getting everyone out of their way. They get Little Big Guy out into the forest where Rapunzel begins instructing on the basic skills. Tuck and roll! He rolls onto Eugene. What's good to eat and what's not? Out of the options of an apple and a rock, Little Big Guy eats the table that they're sitting on. <laughs> how to fly! Rapunzel and Eugene demonstrate with their arms how he should flap his wings, and the downdraft blows them against the nearby tree. As Pascal tumbles down, he changes color at every bounce, rolling into the stump where Little Big Guy was practicing. Little Big Guy sniffs Pascal and turns the crimson past the same color of crimson that pascal is pascal turns blue and little big guy copies him again rapunzel pulls out the book of dragons saying that she's read about this dragons can magically adopt characteristics of someone they love but also give some of their own characteristics to said loved ones as well i will give tangled credit for coming up with a brand new thing that i have <laughs> never heard of in any lore ever anywhere <laughs> pascal is now sporting a horn, tiny wings, and a fringe at the end of his not-curly tail. Squealing with excitement, Rapunzel holds Pascal out to Little Big Guy and exclaims, Twinsies! Pascal turns red and black plaid, but when Little Big Guy tries to copy him, he only manages teal with purple polka dots. Looks very much like Sully, if you ask Mm me. (laughs)
2: Look,
1: don't worry! Learning to go plaid takes time. I'm assuming. I'm no plaid expert, but I do love a tartan, which only makes me want Eugene in a kilt, okay? Also, I was like, he and Aziraphale would be friends. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks Tartan is stylish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was sick and like half asleep, even though it was like 1pm when I watched this episode, and I was like, he and Aziraphale would
1: be friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then I went back
1: to watching the episode. (laughs) proposal suggests that they resume flying lessons the next day, but in the meantime, Little Big Guy needs to try to lay low. She bids them goodnight, and them being Little Big Guy and Pascal, and as she and Eugene walk away, he reminds her that they owe people some pastries, and she comments that they'll stop by Attila's on the way. I gotta say, I love that minor exchange because it's very domestic and it adds a nice little flavor of casual conversation that has nothing to do with the main plot, but references how the two of them are making good on the free pastry stunt that they pulled earlier.
2: Me too. I was like, why do I love this little conversation so (laughs) much? It was so cute. (laughs) I'm
1: like, it's so randomly adorable. I love it. (laughs) Instead of listening to Rapunzel, Pascal decides to try to practice flying some more. He and Little Big Guy pile up hay bales around a tree, which they climb teetering at the very top of the tree Pascal convinced the little big guy to attempt to fly again and just as he gets up the nerve 2 the tree breaks and they fall before they hit the ground, though, the wind catches under Little Big Guy's wings and the two sail off for only a few seconds before they crash into another tree. Unhurt, they laugh it off. They stop laughing, though, when Little Big Guy shoots a powerful blast of green flame from his mouth. He started he started a forest fire. The flames dance in Pascal's eyes as he looks on in shock. And that is, like, seriously one of the best bits of animation in the this entire
2: the episode. the weirdest shot I've ever seen.
1: I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> The fire is spotted by Stan and Pete, who are on watch in the lo- local guard tower. They raise the alarm, and guards and Eugene and Rapunzel go out to help to put out the blaze. Nigel comes along, and while there, he discovers the dragon tracks. He viciously says that they must find it immediately, and Eugene points out that he really has it out for dragons. Reminder for those who forgot, even though a lot of people have brought it up, Nigel's greatest fear and be very afraid was, was that there were dragons destroying the kingdom. So, it's all coming like, full circle. It is. <laughs> like, surprisingly so. Like, guess what? I was not expecting Nigel backstory. Right. Nigel
2: redemption that arc.
1: He had. That he has loved a dragon once as a child. We flash back to a young Nigel with an angelic excited smile following baby dragon tracks from a shards of a broken egg to their owner who is hiding in the brush in the forest. He takes the baby dragon home with him despite people's protests but it turns out to be a mistake when the dragon's family comes looking for him and set the villain on fire destroying everything. He has since vowed never to make that mistake again and now we understand why Nigel is the way he is about keeping people and the kingdom safe because he doesn't ever want it to be his fault again having Mm -hmm. witnessed it the destruction of a town because of something he did. And I think that includes, like, he doesn't want to be want it to be his fault due to inactivity either.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, he says that the dragon is a threat and that it must be eliminated at once. Rapunzel tells him to let her handle it and that she'll talk to Pascal and tells him not to do anything until she gives the word. But as soon as Rapunzel and Eugene are gone, Nigel orders the guards to go after the dragon immediately, capture it if they can, but if necessary, destroy it. And I'd like to point out that... Yeah, he got really, really harsh. But like, destroy it only if necessary was definitely something he straight up said. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. not like he was out like kill the dragon altogether. It's just you know, it's not hard to see why he would get that far. He wasn't um, singing
0: the mob song from yeah. yeah. <laughs> he <really loved>
1: <laughs> um, so Rapunzel and Eugene are going around town looking for Pascal and Little Big Guy. As they search the town, Rapunzel hears a screech that she recognizes as Little Big Guy, and almost immediately after, a nearby baby cries and its mother goes to soothe it. With that, Rapunzel realizes that Little Big Guy is calling for his mother. As she explains things, explains this to Eugene, Stan and Pete run by, and he asks them if they've seen Pascal or the dragon. Pete says that they're looking and that they have their orders, and Stan explains that Nigel told all the guards to find the dragon and eliminate the threat. Angrily, Rapunzel tells him to stand down that the search for the dragon is off. Stan and Pete realize it, that they she just told them that they don't have to go looking for a very dangerous beast and excitedly run to tell the closest regiment of guards to stop the search. Oh, the Corona God, guards. guards, guards <laughs> I swear, guards. <laughs> I swear, guards. Eugene realizes that there's a whole massive hunt going on and that they'll never be able to stop all the guards before little big guy is found and hurt. Rapunzel points out that the best guard in the force is on their side and whistles. And here comes Maximus in another movie callback as he parts the crowd of guards with his front legs,
0: which is like
1: (laughs) ever like my favorite visual gag in all of Tangled is Max doing that because it's like. He doesn't even change elevation. He doesn't stand up on his hind legs to do that. He keeps his body parallel to the ground. That's yep. how it works, and I love it because it's so ridiculous. Like you know why there's always a crowd? There's always a crowd because so they don't have to actually animate him standing like that. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. Pascal is in the forest with an alarmed with an armload of three berries, calling out for Little Big Guy. But when he finds him, Little Big Guy has noticeably grown again. He is now the size of a horse. Little Big Guy roars against the night sky and Pascal frantically shushes him. Here comes Nigel. He and the guards are armed with barrels of a dragon sleeping potion that Xavier has concocted. Little he big did guy... that
0: real fast. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't take long, you know? He probably had Varian help.
2: <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> Varian's like, dragon? Varian was like, what?
0: ah, destruction! Gotta fix that!
1: i'm a good boy i promise (laughs) little big guy pascal show up in front of them and there's a comedic moment where little big guy and one of the guards scream in terror at each other over and over and over until nigel who has been looking back and forth between them like watching a tennis match gets fed up with this and throws one of the barrels at little big guy Pascal falls off Little Big Guy's back and tumbles to the ground. Little Big Guy spends a few moments looking like maybe the sleeping potion wasn't going to work, but then he goes down hard. On Nigel's order, the guards wrap Little Big Guy in a net, just as Pascal is getting up. He tries to stop the guards by pulling on the net, but that doesn't work. They tie Little Big Guy to the arm of a catapult suspended off the ground. As he watches his friend get tied up, he hyperventilates a little, and then he realizes that he's got sparks and smoke coming out of his mouth. He's been given the ability to breathe fire using this advantage, pascal shoots a stream of fire at the net releasing little big guy who shakes off the sleep potion and roars his gratitude the two of them bound off into the forest nigel glaring after them on max's back rapunzel and eugene are racing up to mount Sizan, stopping every group of guards that they see on the way and telling them to stand down little big guy are running little big guy and pascal are running but they there are three guards in hot pursuit they hide against a boulder, camouflaging to match it. The guards run by, but when Pascal and Little Big Guy change back, the guards spot them. The guards reverse their direction and run at them, but then Pascal shoots several small fire blasts to ward them off. The guards stop. Oh well, I think i will call it a day. I'm with you. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You better find that dragon. <laughs> like that last line is the one that made me be like, "Guards, come on!" Like seriously, guys, seriously. This no is wonder why everyone
0: charge. breaks out of the jail all the time <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: so funny <laughs> oh my god I just had a thought I'm gonna have to pause this to voice my thought cause I just said it's no wonder that the horse is the best guard on the force what if captain doesn't come back after the end of the next episode like what if like oh dang just like what if he doesn't return to corona like cause uh, he chooses say- to
2: or because he's dead
1: No, 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 just, like, because, like, we have that one screen cap where, like, he and little baby Cass are in the hot air balloon. Oh, yeah. So, like, maybe he just leaves, you know? That would be
0: so weird. (laughs) That would be so weird. Oh, wait. I just had a thought, too. What? He's taking little baby Cass, and he's like, I failed her. I failed raising her. I'm going to raise this new little baby Cass to be better. better. Oh, my gosh. I'm
1: I'm also wondering if, like, he's so... Completely delusional from being on this island for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. That a billion casts possibly. hey <laughs> hey This is not a good thought. Yeah, dang, I don't like this. Really I don't like this. Okay, moving on to happier things. We will. We will. We Pascal and Little Big Guy look pleased at each other. Rapunzel calls for them, and they step up from behind the rock. She wonders what they're doing up there. What they're doing up there on Mount Sizon. And Little Big Guy looks up into the sky. where in the distance, against the full moon. You can see the whole family of dragons flying. Rapunzel gets out her telescope for a better look. She comments that they've got to help him reach them, and he gives her a look, which lets her know that they were already doing that. <laughs> so you know, step two of Rapunzel's just tired today. <laughs> She's just like, ha, 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 I can't be bothered. She's like, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nigel spots Rapunzel and her party, dragon included, walking up the mountainside path. He tells the guards who have loaded a catapult with three more barrels of of the sleeping stuff to fire on his signal. He gives the command and they release the catapult. The barrels come hurling in, but Max and Little Big Guy start to run again, dodging the barrels. Well, most of them. Little Big Guy runs into the smoke cloud caused by a barrel that lands just in front of him. And as the smoke clears, we see that he's teetering at the edge of the cliff, drowsy from the potion. Rapunzel runs to his aid, grabbing him around the neck and trying to haul him away from the cliff. But he sways too far, and he, Rapunzel, and Pascal plummet over the edge just in time for Eugene to reach out to them and watch them fall.
0: And they make us think that Rapunzel and Pascal are going to die again.
2: Nobody thought the that. The way Eugene yelled, yeah. I was like,
0: oh, my heart.
1: I know. Yeah. I'm like, wait, Me no, too. it'll be Eugene fine. It's Eugene fine. thought that. None yeah. of us thought that. Yeah. They fall and fall. They can't fall. trick us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can tell. They yeah. fall and fall, but Pascal manages to wake Little Big Guy up by swatting him in the face with his tongue. Another movie reference, uh, not, not done as gracefully as the other two. <laughs> and Little Big Guy wakes up with a start, just in time to pull up in flight. It takes a few moments for Little Big Guy to get control, but now he's flying off, Rapunzel on his back, and Pascal clinging to his horn. Eugene and Maximus beam from the cliff face as they watch them fly. And that's like for, t- considering they just showed his face for a second, I'm like, that's so cute! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's so happy and happy for her. It's so great. And now it's the most beautiful sequence in the episode. Rapunzel's dragons flight. They soar over the forest, diving down to skim water, and then up again, racing startled crows into the night sky. They plunge through clouds, silhouetted against the full moon, and as they swoop down again, Rapunzel's clinging to the little big guy's neck, and her hair is animated so beautifully I could cry.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. She watches as Pascal lets go of the little big guy's horn with all but one foot, and she screws up her courage, and lets go too, holding her arms out and smiling hugely.
0: I, I have two comments about this scene. One, okay. I thought it looked very similar to when Harry reads the Hippogriff in the third Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. And then two, when they were flying with the crows, I really just wanted Hammy to show up.
2: <laughs> flying upside <laughs> down. I
0: just wanted <laughs> it to be this beautiful scene and then Hammy's just like, ah! <laughs> out of going,
1: Honestly, when it's they direction. were flying with the crows, when they were flying with the crows, my immediate thought was, Oh, they're still watching Eugene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter where, they're still watching him. They are. But I yeah, I really wanted to <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I did too. I really did too. Uh... <laughs> They come in for a gentle landing at the cliff. Well, gentle for all but Eugene. Little big guy deliberately lands on him, pinning him down. Yeah, I love you too. And then he licks him affectionately right up the face. And he makes a cute little M mouth ignored expression. Uh, After
2: that part. honestly,
1: you know what? Like, seriously, Eugene in this entire episode, he is so incredibly, like, go with the flow. Mm -hmm. He really he's not like super duper bondy with little big guy. He is extremely like, he obviously likes him. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, he just, he likes him. That's so cute. You don't expect that of Eugene. It was glorious. Little big guy that it's time to shriek his loudest. And so his family can find him, but he hesitates sadly because he loves Pascal and is going to miss him. Pascal smiles encouragingly and little big guy smiles back and then turns to the sky and roars for his family. And by his side, Pascal uses his borrowed, Borrowed dragon's roar to call to them too. The dragon family turns back for him. Little big guy and Pascal say their goodbyes, hugging and nuzzling each other. Nigel witnesses this through his telescope and has a change of heart. Reminded of his youth and knowing that the dragon is leaving on his own of his own will, he tells the guards to let the dragon go. Little big guy flies off, and though Pascal waves with a smile, once he's gone, Pascal's face falls, face falls, and he cries. The next day, Pascal is undragonified, just regular old chameleon, and he's morosely rolling a blue marble between his front feet on the floor of the castle. Rapunzel picks him up, much to his surprise, and tells him that she knows how hard it is to say goodbye to a friend, and that she made him something to help him feel better. She takes him to her room, where she's painted a picture of Little Big Guy and Dragon Pascal against the night sky, right in the canopy of her bed. She ties Pascal to her hair and hoists him up, flying him around the painting. And then I cried. That was so sweet. (laughs) Um, And things that while we're writing up these talking points, I realized that part of the way this episode got me so much harder than I expected it to is because Pascal is me and little big guy is the series and my good times with the series are coming to an end and it's what's right. And it's how it should be because I don't want a series to go on and on and on until it doesn't really have a plot anymore. Mm-hmm. And I never expected to have a dragon in my life in the first place. But now that it's getting ready to fly off, I am happy and proud for proud of it. But, you know, by it, I mean the cast and the crew. But it doesn't change the fact that I am heartbroken that I'm losing this dragon. Mm-hmm. So like that was like a bit of a shock to be like, oh, I'm like, ridiculously sad, but also happy, but also sad. Mm -hmm. So now that we have gotten the surprising emotion fest done, we can go over the iTunes season three B description. So if you don't want any spoilers, turn turn this off now. Yeah. Are you gone? Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Okay, thank you for listening. If you don't want spoilers, so okay, (laughs) see you next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. So. Kelsey realized that the new episodes means new descriptions on iTunes, so she wisely took a look and discovered some plot points that were not that we did not already know. The entire thing reads: After receiving a message from Owl, Rapunzel and Eugene travel back to the island of the Lorbs, where they reconnect with an old friend, the captain of the guard. Rapunzel plans a surprise party for Eugene, but those plans are foiled when Cassandra crashes the party. And when Varian is taken prisoner, it's up to Rapunzel to travel to Cass's new fortress and to rescue him. With the wind in her hair and a fire within, Rapunzel will soon come to face-to-face with her true destiny. So, personally, I think that these descriptions are for islands apart, which we already knew. Cassandra's Revenge and Race to the Spire, respectively. I've
2: seen a what lot was- of people who think this is all one episode. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, I know. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know for a fact that Islands Apart is definitely different. Yeah. I, mean, the- I mean, I guess it could be possible the variant stuff happens in the same one.
1: But it kind of makes it more- like she, she could Race to the Spire. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I'm just yeah. saying it's, it's no 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 as a place possible. Yeah. I mean we we literally we do not know you know exactly when these are going to happen but we can presume that this is yeah. Cassandra's revenge. The thing about Cass showing up at the birthday party is like well that we already know that Cass is coming back to Corona mm-hmm. during the mid season. So it really only goes. And then we know that after the midseason, they leave Corona to go to the spire. Yeah. So it only makes sense to think that, you know, that's obviously that's going to be Cassandra's revenge is when, you know, the birthday party happens. And hang on. Rapunzel is planning Eugene a surprise party. So that means that, like, (laughs) the two times in his life he's had a birthday, it's because she surprised him with a party. And And you know what this means? If he's having a
0: birthday party, it means we're getting a real Eugene birthday. And you know what that means? It means Edmund's coming back. Yeah. Oh, I am so, so excited. I was oh, talking about how excited I was that Edmund was coming back, and my dad was like, Oh, where did he go? And I'm like, He hasn't been in any of the episodes since <laughs> episode two. Hamuel
2: um, st- uh, hung behind, and he's but. He's been in more
0: <laughs> Edmund, yeah.
2: I think he got lost.
1: <laughs>
0: uh- I I headcanon that Edmund is working with Lance to do tours around the castle. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's awesome because it's not like he knows anything about the castle, so that would be exactly. an amazing thing. He's like,
2: "Yeah, I'm helping. He's just trying to learn." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course
0: so- because he speaks his inner monologue out, um, God. you know, he'd be like, "I actually have no idea what this room is." <laughs> He's a great <laughs> and guy. And people would be like, "Oh, <laughs> I
1: actually have no idea what this room is but I'm glad everyone's listening to me so uh, so rapidly mm. uh, oh my God. but okay so oh. also to be fair when you read the description it does not explicitly say that Cassandra is the one who kidnaps Varian it yeah. says Varian is kidnapped and they have to go to Cassandra's fortress to get him back
2: maybe it's Santiri
1: maybe it's Matthews who oh, we speculated oh. is dropping magical items in Corona. <laughs> but also, <laughs> also, also but all also things considered, if it's not to actually actively Cassandra, there's no reason to think that she is not involved in him being kidnapped.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I just realized something. What's up? If Cass is going to be a, a servant of Zontiri, she's just taking her mom's place.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Oh, yep.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <yay. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so um, another thought because we already know that um, they are going to the spire to get a weapon. Um, wait, did we read the other description, like the description of of the spire on here? Because we got that description, but we got I think that one. So. Maybe did we read the Spire's description? I don't, I don't remember. Don't so. uh... <laughs> we got that one after no, because you know what? I don't if think you're so. something, we get more information. Okay, guys. Right. So second, I'm going to look up. Um, the description of the spire, because we have a, a description of what's going to happen in *Race to the Spire*, which we have not yet gone over in tangled talk, because it happened in between the last podcast and now. I think it happened like the day. I'm oh, sure we it did. It or something like we <laughs> recorded, and then okay, what happened is the day that we recorded, we got um, we got that video promo finally, mm-hmm. and then the next day we got this episode description, and we're like. or like the day after we posted (laughs) we got the episode description or something like that so anyway race to the spire's description Rapunzel Eugene and an old friend Calliope race to the spire in an attempt to stop Cassandra from acquiring a deadly weapon so that combined with Varian is kidnapped we've got a lot of speculation going on right now Mm -hmm. and speculation is things such as we know that Varian can translate the old language um so people are wondering if maybe he's kidnapped because she's found a spell that she needs him to translate mm-hmm. and read. Um, you know, a spell like maybe one that will release on Thierry. Um If they're Wee trying woo. to get to... We will. If Cassandra has got a fortress, does that mean that she has turned the entire spire into her fortress? If that's the case, Kerlock, oh my gosh, where's mm-hmm. our giant bear? <laughs> you know, I don't want to see what's happened to our poor giant bear. What about um, the baby bear? Is the oh. baby bear okay? Okay, you know what? I just had a thought. Okay, so if mm-hmm. if Rapunzel, Eugene, and Calliope are all racing to the Spire, that means Calliope went to Corona, which makes me wonder if Cass showed up, took the place over, and Calliope ran for help. Because she's like, I only know one person who can stop this lady! Her daughter! <laughs> anyway, she called Cass her mom in the episode. Anyway. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> which so- is funny, because they have the same mom. Technically. <laughs> Not technically, because well, course, technically is Ariana. Well, yeah, no, I meant... Never mind.
1: But yeah, so... Cass is going after a weapon. And so Varian gets kidnapped. And so we all presume that Varian is kidnapped. Actually, I can't say we all presume, because I've seen a lot of speculation on this. But I personally presume that Varian is kidnapped because he can help with the weapon
0: somehow. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe... Varian is kidnapped in the end of Cassandra's Revenge. That's and what I was thinking. Episode, uh, they have to, they're like, ah, oh, crap, we gotta go get Varian. He's a small boy. We can't let her hurt the small boy."
2: And he just She's feels bad the, the, the entire time. He's he like, "Oh, so up. that's what this feels
0: like." <laughs> Ooh. He's like, "Maybe, jeez." Oh,
1: <laughs> like maybe um, Cass shows up in Corona to like. Deal with Rapunzel because the last time we saw Cass, and obviously we're going to see her or something very similar to her in um um Islands Apart. Although I still suspect that in Islands Apart, um, we're not seeing the real Cass. We're seeing something that the captain's mind created. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think is going on in Islands Apart.
0: But um Once again, it could be something created by Matthews or yes,
1: theory or any of that. You know, I mean, so. it's like yeah, it's like I am not above thinking that it's a deliberate thing used to cause yada yada yada. Or stuff. they could,
0: there could just be another separate magical item on the Lorb's island that they <laughs> somehow didn't run into. <laughs> because you know it was like
1: buried somewhere in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So um, so maybe she shows up at Corona to you know, because the last time we saw her. Um, enchanted girl was telling her basically you're going to have to kill Rapunzel if you want to get what little shred of the moon power she's got back from her. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think she's going to show up to Corona to try to kill Rapunzel. And when that's not working, (laughs) Night, right on eugene's birthday Jeez. it's i still
2: God love that tumblr post the there was a tumblr post where it was like the enchanted the chanted girl was like so what are you gonna do to exact revenge and she's like i'm gonna crash eugene's stupid birthday party <laughs> i'm like it's so canon like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, he gets to celebrate his first real birthday and Cass is like ah, nope.
2: nope it's so petty i love Not
0: it
1: today son <laughs>
2: Uh, It's so cast.
1: Rapunzel never loved me. She never threw me a birthday party. (laughs) Oh man! But like, so I mean, it's entirely plausible that after she fails again and again and again to kill Rapunzel in you know over the course of his birthday party shenanigans, um, she might see Varian and suddenly just get this new idea and be Mm -hmm. like, "Well, if I can't get her, bada bing, just yoink the boy." boy. (laughs) <laughs> honestly though if that's the case if she takes Varian at the end of Cassandra's Revenge then that will make the mid-season feel like three episodes also mm-hmm. because then oh, Race yeah. is a continuation of the mid-season yeah. so just a, a week cool to
2: on. get our thoughts together
1: yeah <sighs> yes indeed so anyway that's the incentive that's going on in the Tangle Phantom right now as yeah. we are Regrettably counting down until the series ends. I'm a sad monkey.
2: But I also yes. want to know how it ends. I <laughs> have so many questions. He's <laughs> just not okay, man. I know.
0: Well, we might not know exactly how it ends, but we do know what happens afterwards. Yes. <clears throat> and I will
1: say thing. I knew like I knew that I had was going to be sad. Watching these last few episodes, but I never particularly guessed that they would so easily get me to be excited to mm-hmm. see episodes. Like, I'm like, oh no, I'm I, I want to see them at all, but like, I really don't want the series to end. And then they're all like, Rapunzel's crazy junior birthday party. I'm like, give me the episode.
2: You're like, a week. It's too far away. I want it now. <laughs>
1: it's two weeks. It's two weeks. That's the episode after. Yeah. The episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Too yeah. far <laughs> away. <laughs>
1: it's too far away. So yeah. So. Yep. So Tangled Madness is completely set in very, very we've, hard because we we've know- got 12 days from
0: recording this until that episode comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, I guess 11, technically, because it'll
1: come out early. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting and fun and good and great and mm-hmm. awesome and scary and yep. bad. and. <laughs> <laughs> all the things.
0: We It'll get be to see Eugene the... celebrating his birthday with his <laughs> dad, though. And I'm that's wondering... all I care about.
1: <laughs> Here's what I'm, wondering. I'm wondering if that's when he cries. <laughs> don't even. Because like we've we been like, gonna cry because Rapunzel dies again, or Rapunzel dies, or something. He's gonna cry for her, and, and or he's gonna think she's dead, and he cries. But what if he actually cries out of the pure joy of getting to have a dang birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry. So Damn yeah, I've got birthday. a lot of speculation buzzing around in my head right now about what might and might not be the cause of the tears, and and. Dang, and we uh, only have a couple episodes left that we don't really know what's going on, I know. because we've just got a tale of two sisters, Flynn Poster, once a Handmaid in vu which we at least know is the series finale. Yep. other than that, we don't know how we're going to get from where we are to there. And so it's like, how do we only have so few episodes left? This isn't cool, That's man. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> so I anticipate fully that I'm going to cry watching every single episode for some reason or another. I'm going to cry watching every single episode for the rest of the series. So yeah. oh Fun times. Mm. So anyway, now that we've been total downers at the end of our total not downers, <laughs> thanks for joining us guys. We are excited to be back on and doing this regularly for the next couple of weeks. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.